Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We are so glad to have you here today, and we'd love it if you'd go ahead and leave us a rating and review when you finish listening to this episode. Or if you prefer, you can pause right here, go leave it now, and come right back and keep on listening. We love to read those, and they help us get better for you. So make sure and do that for us. We would really appreciate it. I'm your host, Ben Trueblood, and I am in the studio today with Nathan Howard. What's up? Nathan, good to see you, buddy. We So it's camp season, uh, which kind of is where we're going to be going with this, this episode. But Nathan, uh, producer Nathan, as many of you know and love <laughs> him, has been in and out setting up stuff at camps. And so he's he's one of the people that hits the road a little bit. When do you go out again, Nathan? This is It's soon, right? Yes. Yeah, I just got back yesterday. So Today's a Monday. I got back Sunday, and then I hit the road again Thursday. All right. Well. And then, and then uh, the weekend after. It's fun times. I love it. <laughs> on the road a ton. And so we are super excited about camp season, and we're super excited about our guest today. Uh, this is somebody that we have just started to get to know, and I hope that uh, you will spend this episode getting to know our guest today. Jared Shingleton is here with us. Jared, it is awesome to have you on this episode of the podcast. Man, I appreciate it. Super excited to be here today with you guys and hang out and talk a little bit about camp this summer. Man, so Jared has recently joined our team here at Lifeway Students to lead Student Life. Some of you will know that Student Life is a part of the summer camp offerings that we do in the summer. And Jared has come on board to lead all of the efforts with Student Life and our Student Life Kids Camp. And so we wanted to take this episode for you uh, to get to know Jared a little bit and to just talk about how camp plays such an integral part in a student ministry. Uh, in lives being changed, in students taking another step closer uh, to Jesus in their lifelong journey to follow him. Um, but let's begin really quickly. Jared, how can people connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah, so, man, I love Instagram. I don't know if everybody else out there loves it as much as I do, but you can follow me on Instagram at jared.shingleton. Uh, and if you're not an Instagram guy, uh, man, you can just email me at Jared at Student Life. I would love to set up a phone call or just shoot you an email back. So uh, those are the two uh, primary platforms for reaching out to me. It would be either through Instagram or through email. Love it. So let's start off at the beginning. Uh, as as much of the <laughs> beginning as you want to go here. Uh, okay. Tell us about yourself. Give us the introduction. Who is Jared so that people kind of get a feel for who you are and, and what you're about? Yeah, man. So, so take it all the way back to Oklahoma City. It was a cold, wintry night, December nice. 29th. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma uh, to a student pastor. Uh, and so, man, my ministry story is a bit unique. Uh, my grandfather was a music minister in Oklahoma City. Uh, my dad was a student pastor there until I was seven years old, which is when uh, we made our way to the Middle Tennessee area. Uh, and my dad began doing work at the denominational level, uh, helping put on student ministry events, conferences, and camps. And, uh, and so I was around ministry enough as a child growing up to know that I was not going to go into ministry. That was not going to be the plan for my life. I saw the good moments, but I saw the hard moments as well. Uh, Man, and that so tends I, to I, happen for those that 
that have that like growing up in the ministry experience. It's either like a, I'm all in or a no way. Yeah. So, so man, that was a, that was a big no for me. And I was 16 and, and I, I knew the Lord, but I had not surrendered my life to the Lord. And uh, at 16 years old, my, my pops, he, he drugged me out on a mission trip to Brazil in the middle of the summer when I was supposed to be hanging out with all my friends. Uh, and it was on that trip that I saw a more global perspective of Jesus and the church. And it wrecked me. It just changed my life. And so as a 16-year-old, I gave my life to the Lord, and I also knew that meant if God wanted to, that He could use my life for ministry. Mm. And so uh, between 16 and, and probably like 20 years old, I just put all my efforts to trying to become a missionary. And I was going back and forth to Brazil as often as I could. Uh, but I knew that uh, the local church had a place in my heart. And so at 20... It was getting harder and harder for me to get back to Brazil, just financially trying to make it work. And so my dad sat me down. He said, hey, man, uh, I'm going to start a church in Middle Tennessee. Uh, and I think this is what the Lord's calling me to do. And I wanted to bring in loop on that. And I said, well, man, I've been praying over calling and what the Lord has for my life. And I want to commit to helping you start this church. Mm -hmm. I, I told him I'd, I'd be in for the planting season, which I thought would be somewhere between a year and a half and three years long. Uh, and ended up serving alongside my dad uh, for the greater part of 10 years of ministry wow. together. And man, um, saw incredible things happen. I sat in a lot of seats in that church, uh, but the seat I, I could never let go of that I stayed in the longest was the student pastor seat. Uh, man, I fell in love with student ministry. I fell in love with students. I fell in love with what God can do in the life of a teenager. And so served with him for a greater part of 10 years. And then more recently served in another church here in the Middle Tennessee area. And then several months ago, the Lord began this conversation with the student life team. And as that conversation progressed through a lot of prayer uh, and a lot of tough conversations with my family and our local church about what was next, uh, we just knew that this is what the Lord was planning for us. And so uh, we took a deep breath and with, uh, with a lot of courage stepped into this world. And we are so excited. Uh, to be partnering with Student Life and the team to see what God has next for us. Now, you uh, having done student ministry for a lot of years and student ministry uh, in a couple of places, ministry alongside your dad, and and you've seen how summer is a unique time in student ministry. Um, how there's just something special when the calendar kind of clears the way a little bit. There's more access to students. They have more freedom to kind of do some things. And for a lot of churches, summer camp is kind of like the big boulder in the middle of that summer river uh, that everything kind of pivots around and everything kind of circles. What is the value that camp plays in a student ministry? Man, I, I, would, I think that, that there's a ton of value. If I tried to dial that down between two categories, I, I would probably uh, give them both the category of relationship, right? So, so one being this vertical relationship between a student and the Lord, you know, this up and down relationship between us and God, uh, but then also horizontal relationships, right? This idea of like shoulder to shoulder, peer to peer relationships, and even leader to student relationships. One of the things that we've learned and that we really just believe is that if a student will take a week and spend it with us at Student Life, that we will see them forge friendships. We will see 
uh, then begin to discuss and follow the Lord in our current cultural context. We believe that we'll get to worship together in a way that's powerful and prayerfully expressive uh, and really together that they might learn uh, some of, and learn from some of the most gifted communicators in the church. Um, one of our deep desires is that everything that happens in a week of camp would be something that students and leaders can take right back to their church. And we know that that doesn't work if everything we do is just platform to audience, right? Anything mm-hmm. you do on a platform doesn't always translate at the local church level. But what does translate to the local church level is what students and leaders experience shoulder to shoulder, these horizontal relationships. And so one of the things that we really fight for at Student Life is to make the church leaders the heroes of the week, right? Like we work really hard to provide opportunities for the church leaders to be viewed as the providers, the communicators, and the one who brings the most fun to the camp. And uh, that's critically important. I I was just doing the math uh, the other day and assuming a leader is with their student from 7 a.m. to about midnight every day at camp. And if you factor in the bus ride, uh, a church leader would have spent somewhere around or more than 75 hours that week with their students. Now, that's a lot of time, especially knowing that most leaders are lucky if they get an hour a week with the students in their church. And so uh, we just believe that camp provides about a year's worth of relational equity in about one week's time. And so when you just talk about the way it's valuable, you've got to consider just the relationship shoulder to shoulder, right? But beyond that, we've got to look at, at what is this vertical relationship that camp helps with this relationship between us and God, the father, I love how in Luke 5, 16, it reminds us that Jesus would often withdraw to desolate places to pray. And then I love how the message paraphrases Matthew 6, 6. It kind of says it like this. It says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. And so while many people might never describe a youth camp or a kids camp as a quiet place, I believe that's exactly what it is to students. That camp is a place where they can disconnect from the noise that the world keeps before them and that they can slow down just enough that they might begin uh, to sense God's grace in their life. And so ultimately, like this vertical us to God, student to God relationship, that's the foundation of why we do what we do. And if I want to tell you a story, just earlier, a couple of weeks ago, I was visiting one of our first camps and I found myself in the back of the room doing the thing that that youth pastors like to do, right? Like, let's just kind of look over the room and see how it's going, trying to catch the vibe. And it was towards the end of a service and I was trying to worship, but I really was just in tune to what was happening in the room. And I noticed this young man begin to walk to the back of the room and he's walking to the back of the room in tears. And I'm like, okay, this is that moment. How could it get even better? And I watched him approach one of his leaders from his church and, and they begin to pray together. And I immediately noticed that this leader begins just to sob with this young man. And it didn't take me long to figure out that this was not just a leader of this student, but this was actually his dad. And I begin to watch this moment play out as I'm only about six feet away from these people where this dad's son 
begins to say, dad, it's time. I've got to give my life to Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. And I watched this dad lead his son to our heavenly father. And no doubt this dad's been praying for this moment since his son was born. And no doubt our heavenly father had been preparing that moment from the very beginning of time. And so as I sat there as a spectator of that moment, just began to realize that camp provides an opportunity for both kids and teenagers to look at God for who he is. Mm. And when they do that, we begin to see God do incredible things as they begin to understand his love and grace that is over their life. And so ultimately, those moments are what we live for. Those are the moments that we, we believe brings the most value to your student ministry, that if you could step in to looking at the Lord, stepping away from everything else around you and just going eyeball to eyeball with heaven and seeing what the Lord might do in your life that ultimately believe you will catch a glimpse of his grace. Mm. Man, I love the way that you articulated that in both a vertical and horizontal value to being involved in something like camp. And uh, the time aspect is especially interesting to me. We, you know, we've talked about uh, in terms of curriculum and Bible study time that in a best case scenario, like this is a kid that's, and we know this doesn't happen often at all in today's world, but at very, the, the best case scenario, you get a student in Bible study for about 48 hours a year. Wow. Yep. Two hours two you know, an, an hour a week for 48 weeks. Uh, we're going to assume that they take some vacation and miss a couple because they're sick, but an hour yeah, of Bible yeah. <laughs> study a week for 48 weeks. So 48 hours of time over the course of a year. And when you think about what something like camp does, then I love the way you articulated it is a year's worth. I mean, the math works. It is a year's mm -hmm. worth of relationship time compressed into that week. That's right. Along with kind of this, putting out or, or shutting off or turning down the volume, the noise in their life and just focusing and fixing their eyes on Jesus. And when you combine those two things together, the fixing their eyes on Jesus and turning down the noise of the world along with this relational community component that we're all meant to, like the Christian life is meant to be like a community sport, right? Like this is a team thing, not an That's individual right. thing. So when you combine those two things together, there really is not much like camp. That's right. And I think, too, it's easy for us to think that it's only the message or the worship moment where God's going to show up. Mm -hmm. uh, the way That's I was right. raised, we went to camp every summer. I, I think every summer of my life, I saw a, a camp through the lens of a student pastor and 2020 was the first year that I did not attend a camp. I mean, of mm -hmm. my whole life, first year I never didn't attend a camp. It was 2020. But I think it's easy for us to like say, oh man, we missed the sermons. Well, that's not true because I mean, we've got podcasts, we've got YouTube, we, we've got everything at our fingertips or, oh man, I, I missed I missed the big worship set. That's not true either. We, mm -hmm. we still have these opportunities to hear, listen and absorb incredible worship moments digitally. Uh, you know what I miss the most, though? I miss the bus ride where I finally got the courage to ask my youth pastor a question. Or, or maybe it was the moment in the middle of the day where I was sitting and eating lunch and an adult leader came and sat by me 
and was willing to talk to me about things that I didn't know how to bring up. Those are the moments that happen in the middle, right? Like it, it's not mm. it's not at the morning session, it's, it's not at the evening session, it's all this time in the middle where we have countless hours in front of teenagers that we do not have at home and nothing's planned. And because nothing's planned, it creates opportunity for the Lord to use you in unique ways. And so this year, looking at what we've already experienced this summer with camps and what I know is still to come for the rest of the summer, I think more than anything, we are most excited to see the middle is back. It's these mundane middle moments where the Lord continues to be faithful to show up in conversations. Yeah. And listeners to the podcast, I hope you're getting a feel for the heart of what Jared is leading and what we try to do with student life and would love to serve you with that. Um, of course, what you know about this podcast is, you know, we we would love to serve you with all of the resources and, and things that we provide. If you choose to go a different direction then what you're hearing here is a great filter for you to think about your own camp. If it's something that you say like, hey, I just think that we need to do our own camp for whatever reasons. And there are reasons that people choose to do that, that we would challenge you to think through these things as components and focus areas. This is a decision-making filter for how you can set up your own camp too. Uh, and of course, we we would love to serve you and just have you come with us at Student Life. And you can find out more at studentlife.com for that or reach out to Jared uh, directly as he has given you. You know, Jared, something that uh, a lot of student ministries do um, and some do it well and some kind of are still trying to figure out and that's okay. That's why we have, one of the reasons why we have the podcast uh, is to use camp as a momentum builder. So all of those things that happen at camp can kind of give student ministries more momentum heading into the fall as things begin to come back. So we know that this fall is going to be unique uh, to any other fall coming out of COVID and, and camps being back and summer energy of student ministry kind of being back in full swing and the majority of places. What are some things that student pastors can think through in a practical level to use this summer and camp specifically as a momentum builder to maybe have a really incredible fall? Sure. I mean, that's a, that's an incredible question. I think, I think what we're all learning right now uh, is that uh, without relationships, this new generation of teenagers will not want anything to do with the local church. Um, I remember there was a time uh, where pizza and Mountain Dew was all it took to impress a teenager. And if you said we had free pizza, free Mountain Dew, they would show up in droves and you could just fill up a room uh, and they would love to be there. But but those times are shifting and they are changing. And in the world of TikTok and YouTube and Netflix, the church is not as likely to impress the next generation as maybe we used to. And so if we want to win students by impressing them, uh, we should probably just reassess what we're doing. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. How do you win students over in a world where you can't impress them anymore? That's been the tension and the rub for the past seven, eight years or so in our student ministries that we've been facing. Uh, and I think the answer we're learning goes back to this idea of trust, right? Uh, the reason I think some of the greatest values that camp brings to churches is relational is because I also think it's the key element we get to use right now to reach the lost. It's going to be relational. 
And so as you look at your summer calendar and look at trying to develop what it means to move into the fall with momentum, uh, I would just take a step back and say, man, how do I begin to build trust within my student ministry? And so I've got this theory uh, and, and I don't know if it's science. I don't know if it's just me looking around and, 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 and trying to put words to something I'm seeing. But I've got this theory that great amounts of trust can be built through laughter. And so when I look back at my years in student ministry, uh, I would choose to fill up every summer uh, with calendar events that would create moments of laughter. That was my reason, right? Like, like if, if we don't laugh at it, we're probably not going to do it. But if it can make us laugh, <laughs> let's sign up for it. Uh, and so we would fill up our, our calendar with all things like canoe trips and slip and slides and kickball and talent shows. And of course, every year we would go to camp. And so my encouragement for the student guy in the room or the gal who's trying to lead this thing and get it off the ground is, man, what does it look like this summer to develop events or moments of laughter with your ministry? Uh, the prayer would be that laughter would turn into trust. And that trust might turn into students who are committed to gathering together. And then prayerfully that your gatherings would begin to grow this fall and have great influence over your city and the schools that are represented there. Man, we, uh, I love that. We, we started talking about, man, I guess it was about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, because we were getting a lot of questions and there was a lot of conversation around like, how do we, how do we track this new age of ministry and what we're dealing with? And so one of the things that we started talking about through the podcast and student ministry that matters on YouTube and all of those kinds of things that we have as outlets for, for LifeWay students uh, was around the idea of engaging with people, not mm -hmm. just having people show up. And I think that that's what you're saying that, Hey, yeah. like we could do a lot of stuff and have people show up. And I think for a lot of years, student ministries, uh, I'm going to paint with a really broad stroke here, and that's always dangerous. But I think for a lot of years, student ministries had become more focused on getting people to show up rather than truly engaging with people. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk all the time about how student pastor has to train others to be able to do that too. Cause you can't engage with everybody. Like we get all that train volunteers to do that alongside you and all of those things. But man, I, what I hope doesn't happen is that now that people can start showing up again, even as evidenced by camps this summer, that it become about, man, we, we took a great group to camp and had a great time, but that it really becomes about, man, we were able to, connect or engage with these people in our group. Like our group is going to return from camp closer than we've been before. And out of that closeness, a desire to reach their neighbors and to reach their friends and to see a community impacted by what happens when believers connect with each other. I especially like how you framed it around laughter, building trust. Uh, I don't know that I've heard it put quite that way before, and I'm probably going to steal it and use it. I'll give you credit for sure. No, uh, take it. Use it. Do with it what you will. But I love, I love thinking through, hey, how can we carve out time for laughter that builds trust in a part of everything that we do? 
And what's cool about that is that Student Life does that really well. Like throughout the programming at Student Life, there are things that both hit you like really hard and make you think about the some deep things and then turn around the next moment and do something that is really, really creative and funny. Uh, and so I love, I love that about our team and the production folks and uh, how they're able to do that so well. Well, Jared, it's been great getting to know you uh, and getting to know your heart for student life and beyond that even heart for student pastors and kind of the journey that you are wanting to take people on as a part of leading student life. Hey, we've got one more question for Jared that you're going to want to stick around to here. But before we get to that, just want to take a second to tell you about this. You know, we are so excited and thankful to be back hosting camp this summer. But we're just as excited to share that you could register for next summer's camp today. Right now, you can go to the website and pick the camp of your choice. The full 2022 schedule for both Student Life Camp and Fuge Camp is available online with over 100 weeks of camp to choose from. No deposits are due until 2022, so it's easy to register and get into the week of your choice now before it fills up. So head over to studentlifecamp.com, fugecamps.com, and we would love to see your group at camp next summer. Get registered today. I want to give kind of give you the floor here at the end just to kind of close us out here and say whatever is on your heart directly to student pastors. And it can be focused on camp or it can be focused on this season of ministry and kind of the things that they're walking through. But I do want to kind of give you the last word here on something that you would say to student pastors. Having just stepped out of the local church as a student pastor to step into leading the student life team. So it's a it's an area of ministry you're very familiar with. No, that's, that's good. Thank you. Man, I, I would love just to encourage the guy or the gal who is leading in their student ministries or possibly even their kids' ministries right now. And they're looking around going, man, I'm just not sure I can continue. Mm-hmm. When I look back at, at my time in student ministry in the local level, uh, there was not one moment that I, I kind of hit a wall and said, man, I don't know if I can keep going. There was hundreds of moments mm-hmm. that would find myself hitting a wall and saying, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And uh, whether those were through really difficult moments with relationships with students, or or maybe it was just moments in 2020 when we didn't know what was next, and that unfamiliarity just began to to tear apart our soul. <laughs> uh, but but what I want to do is just encourage you to continue. This summer, I've been able to attend uh, four weeks of our camp so far, and if there's anything I've been able to spectate. It's that students are still rallying behind leaders they can trust. Mm. Uh, And so as you move forward in ministry, would you not run into walls and say, man, I think I'm ready to tap out. Would you instead begin to pray, Lord, if you would still use me, allow me to lead well. God, if you would still have me sit in this seat, if you would still have me to point teenagers towards yourself, would you allow me to lead well? And one of the ways that I believe everyone can do that is not by trying to be the next guy who runs the Ben True Blood podcast, but but the next guy (laughs) or the girl who can stand up and say, hey, let me just tell you about the one who does know Mm -hmm. that we may be in a season right now of many unknowns. We may be coming out of a season where uh, emotionally it's been heavy and exhausting. But let me talk about a savior who's been through emotional trauma that we may never understand who has walked right. through something more exhausting 
than possibly we could ever walk through. I love the picture of the cross because it gives us something that all of us say, man, you know, I've been, I'm going through a lot right now. It's really hard in my life right now. And while that's true, chances are none of us are on a cross. And we get to look to Jesus and say, man, if he with steadfast obedience can endure that, then what too can I endure in the name and the power of Jesus? And so to everyone who's leading student ministries right now, just know that you matter. What you do is important. And as you endure many hardships that are probably present or soon to come, would you remember the cross of Jesus in your life that whatever he endured in the name of the Father, so can we endure as well? Man, thank you, Jared. I appreciate you being on. And man, we're so glad you're on the team and look forward to how God's going to use you in leading the efforts of student life. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We'll see you next week.